Welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. Because he loved us so much, he sent his son, not... He sent his son and now he loves us so much. No, he proved his love to us before we ever loved him. He proved his love to us before we ever accepted him. He proved his love to us when we were wretched sinners. He proved his love to us when we were wrapped in darkness and rejecting his love. He proved his love love by making the greatest of all sacrifices. We see this when we look at the Bible from start to finish. God had a plan. He had a plan to send his son to redeem us when we got ourselves in a pickle. You know, when when Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, you know, God could have wiped them all out. With the flood, when it was just Noah and his family that were the only righteous, you know, ones living before God, he could have wiped the whole world out then. But no, he had a plan. And then with Abraham, he, he you know, called him to sacrifice his own son, the son that was the son of promise. And because Abraham was willing to do that, he saw into the future the Lamb of God slain for our redemption because of Abraham's obedience and willingness to do that. God put into play a plan to redeem mankind. Hallelujah to redeem mankind from its wretched state, to redeem us from our sin and to set us free, set us as captors to sin free. He did that while we were still sinners. He did that while we were still sinners. Let's look at another verse. You, I'm sure, (laughs) know this verse. It is on every telephone pole, light pole you see around, around, you know, anywhere, at least here in the United States, especially, um, painted on some cardboard box or something. But you see this verse, you know, everywhere. And I think sometimes we forget the power of this verse. There's a reason it's on everything that we see. There's a reason that it's out there for us to, you know, look at and to see and why people use it so much. John 3.16, I'm going to go through 18, and I'm reading from the Amplified. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that even that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusting, clings in, relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction and be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. For God did not send the son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation 
and be made safe and sound through him. He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts in, relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him, there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. But he who does not believe, cleave to, rely on, trust in him, is judged already. He has already been convicted and has already received his sentence because he has not believed in and trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest in Christ's name. John 3, 16 through 18 in the Amplified. And then I'm going to read 1 John 4, 19 in the Amplified. It says, we love him because he first loved us. So when we look at these verses, you know, there's three verses that I provided and there's plenty more that continue and repeat this message of God's love. And not only that, the story of the Bible, you know, the whole, like from beginning to end is all a message of God's love for us. But especially like that love because becomes unveiled in the New Testament. We see it in a new light because we're in a new covenant. We've been brought into right relationship with him. And we have a better understanding of his love while we were yet sinners. That love for us. Um, and, you know, as I started looking at this, I, you know, I got stirred up. And, you know, just started kind of breaking some things down. And, you know, looking at this, God clearly states his love for us while we were still sinners, while we were in the world. And if you look at John 3.16, when it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. If you look at that word and you break it down and you look at it in the Greek, it actually means the inhabitants of the earth, men, the human family, the ungodly multitude, the whole mass of men alienated from God and therefore hostile to the cause of Christ. I think that verse alone pretty much sums up that God loves the sinner. He's not out to get the sinner. And if you find yourself in a place where you just, you know, you're without God, you don't know who he is, you have a warped view of who he is because of traditions and religions and people who haven't given the truth. They've given, you know, whether it's one extreme or the other, you've seen the hypocrisy of people or you've seen this really rigid, stark, like condemning gospel. That's not the true gospel, neither one. But when you look in the word and you see the character of God, he loves you just as you are. He calls you to a better life. He calls you to change, you know, but he doesn't leave you where you have to change first to come to him. He takes your whatever mess you're in and he helps you. He equips you. 
He empowers you. That's his grace. It's an empowerment to do. He gives his grace to help lift you up out of that situation and to bring you into right relationship with him because he loves you. He loves you. Just as you are, he loves you. And he has provided a way for you to rise up above the circumstances and the situation of your life. He has provided a way for you to rise up out of those chains of sin and darkness. He has provided a way for you to come into right relationship with you because he loves you. He loves you. He created you. His heart grieves not having you in his family. He loves you and he's there for you. Hallelujah. God loves us. Whatever state we are in, he loves us. You know, when you look at, um, and I think back years ago, I had a friend who had grown up in a, um, you know, in a very, very uh, traditional um, Christian organization. And, you know, I don't want to call names or anything like that, but they had grown up in a very, very traditional organization. And they, they had a fear of God, but not like a biblical fear of God. It was a fear of you know, he's like this being, the, you know, kind of like the force in Star Wars or something. And he's this being that's, you know, out to strike you with lightning. So much so this person wasn't even like serving God. They really didn't have any um, religious affiliation anymore. You know, they had grown up in that organization, but they didn't really adhere to anything. They kind of took the persuasion of, you know, I think maybe there might be a God, you know, but I think he's a cool dude kind of a thing. And um, I remember a conversation with them. They were going to like a wedding and it they were scared. And I was like, why are you scared to go to a wedding? And um, they were talking about they were scared because, you know, they were going to be in church for the first time and several years and they felt like they needed to like tiptoe across the threshold or they might get struck by lightning. And that's the kind of stuff that's messed people up. They see God as like Thor in, you know, Greek mythology or something that like he's out to strike them with lightning. Um, you know, and that's not who God is. And we as the church and we as Christians have to present the truth of God's character and who he is. He's a father. He's a loving father. Yes, he's a judge. Yes, he hates sin, but he does not hate the sinner. Yes, he hates sin, but he hates sin because it is what is separating him from his creation. It is what is separating him from us. 
and he built a bridge, and that bridge is called Jesus, to bring us into right relationship with him, to bring us into right standing with him. But even in the state of our darkness, our sin, no matter how great, no matter how dark, no matter how nasty you may feel that it is, he made a bridge to you. That is the love of God. Love is a bridge. Love is God. And he built that bridge. He reached out in love while we were yet sinners. I don't know about you, but I am thankful that God loved me even in the midst of my darkness, even in the midst of my mistakes and missteps and wrongs. I'm glad that his mercy and his grace was there. And I am thankful that I grew up in a home where I knew God's love. And I hope that we as a church can truly understand the love of God. We've been talking about forgiveness and love and faith and unity, but at the basis of all of that, at the basis of all of those things is love. Love is the basis of everything in our faith walk. And that includes our forgiveness and walking, you know, in forgiveness and our faith working by love. And if we have anything against anyone, we forgive them. But love is the basis of everything that our faith is built upon. Because for God so loved the world, he dearly prized the world, those that are alienated from him and hostile to the cause of Christ. Those are the ones that he loved and dearly prized and gave up his only begotten son to build a bridge to them so that they could come into right relationship with him and not perish. His hope is that all will come to know him and his true character and who he is. And it is our job as the church. If you're a believer, you're in the church. It is our job to understand and come to know the truth of who God is, the truth of his heart, and not only know it, but to exhibit it. We are his hands and feet to this lost and dying world. We are the salt and the light of this world. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us next week as we continue this series called, What Did You Say About My God? And continue to look at the heart of the Father and His love and character towards us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life you love with eternal impact.